And welcome everybody to another episode of the Animaniacast. Wait, wait, where am I? How, how long were we under? Well, it's about three o'clock. Okay, two hours. We're not addicted. On Thursday. Okay, two days. That's not too bad. In the middle of January. It's been half a year? You've missed a lot. I could catch you up or we could play one more game. One more game. Again, to the Animated Cast. This, of course, is the podcast that's dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs, as well as other shows within the Ruleverse, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky in the Brain, and Freakazoid, and maybe even some other stuff. Ooh! Today we are talking about the eighth episode of season three of the Animaniacs reboot. Yes, we're going to talk about all, all the cultural references and gags and all that stuff. We're going to give it a Water Tower rating. I'm Joey, and joining me once again are my co-hosts. There's my brother, Nathan. Only when spoken to, scuttlebutt. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, there's Kelly. Hello. Very, Nathan, you said that with about the same amount of uh, you know energy as as Tress McNeil did. I think with that line, I, I'll, we'll talk more about that later. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that scuttlebutt line. I thought it was like shout it, dot. You're you're. I'll just say right now, her the 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 level of her voice did not match match the uh, face that they were animating. Do you notice that too? <laughs> no. Anyway, that's not, that's all about scuttlebutt talk, uh, but. Today, like I said, we are going to be talking about, uh, this is the 34th episode of the Animaniacs reboot. It has the segments Warner Games, Bedtime, and uh, Warner Games Part 2, and then Crumbly's Moment. So we get some Warner Brothers, we get some Starbucks and Cindy, and we get a mascot, but we don't get any pinky in the brain this episode. Whoa. They broke the format. What happened? Well, if someone were to ask you about this episode in just a few words, what would you say, Nathan? Uh, it's like a video game. Yeah. Kind of yeah. yeah. It's a video game kind of thing. Kelly, what about you? Uh, it kind of reminded me of a Super Mario Land I just visited. That's true. Oh, hey. You were you were, you were right there. You were you, this if if this episode was made for anybody, it was made for Kelly, right? Sure. No, no. Because <laughs> there, there wasn't any Spielberg in it. There wasn't any Spielberg. Oh, that's true. Where's our fighting Spielberg? <laughs> Not in this one. That would be funny. It would be. Oh, well. You know, it's like that character. Oh, well. Well, uh, I think we're going to get right into our discussion of today's episode. But before we do, I got to show you two, Nathan and Kelly, a surprise. Look at uh, this, okay? Now, I'm going to have a special video online, and I don't know if it's going to come before uh, before or after this episode is released. But the wonderful people at Rock'em Socks sent us socks. some socks. socks. Yes. <laughs> Not just any socks, though. Are they rocking? Anima- they're rocking Animaniac socks. 
and they are super cool. So I'm not going to take the seal off these completely. So because I had to do that for the dramatic thing on the video, but you can kind of see it right here. We have the Animaniacs logo right here. We got one right. of that. It turns into your and face as you hold it up. Yeah, yeah. I got to turn off my turn Back off around. my uh, thing here. Hang are on, are they like crew crew socks or no? Crew? They're they're like well, are crew socks like the long socks? I the, think so. They're long. Yeah, socks. they're the longer ones. They're the yeah, knee they're high. Socks. No, not knee high. They're not, well. I don't know. For Kelly, they might be knee high. They're for size. <laughs> there's not. They're they're for size nine nine to thirteen. Oh yeah. Oh, so, I couldn't even wear them because I wear a size five. Well, you can wear them. They'll just go up to your knees. Exactly. Uh, let's see. I'm going to turn off my uh thing here. They wouldn't fit my little feet though. Well, you know, it'd be fun. All right. So this right here is another one we have. We have nice. just the Animaniacs. Now this That's is That's very cool. colorful. Yeah, this one I like probably the most because it has like all the characters on it. Even Slappy and Skippy and the Good Feathers are on this one. Dr. Scratch and Sniff, Rita and Runt. Uh yeah, they have all three Good Feathers in their own little square. So Ooh. we have Pesto, Bobby and uh <laughs> Squit. Squit. I was going to say Larry. And the other. And Larry. And Larry. <laughs> I don't know how I could have forgot Squit's name. And the name. brain. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and the brain, yes. And then we have uh, socks dedicated to Yakko. Right there. Nice yellow, yellow Yakko. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Nice ones here for Wacko, which is a blue with lots of Wackos Ooh, with lots a nice of zany blue. things. and. And food, so he has pancakes and ham. Prints are really great. Yeah, they really are cool. And then we have these ones right here that they're pink. They're dot. So cute. So so Kelly, if you if if you want these, they're going to be really big. But I could send you these. Sure, they're pink. They're pink. They're huge. I was I've always I've been joking with my friends, and it's like you know that's what I want on my tombstone is does it come in pink? (laughs) Maybe I'll see. I'll try to get Indiana to model them. That would be cool. Yes. Put him on dog's feet. He hates he hates wearing anything. I can't get him to wear like um, Ewok ears or anything for more than a second. Well, there you go. You have one second to get a, to get a dot sock on him <laughs> and then take a picture of that. All right. Well, there you go. So thank you, Rock'em Socks. These are really amazing. And uh, I know that, you know, I asked him, like, this is so cool. Thank you so much for these socks. What can we do to, to help promote them? And they're like, oh, nothing. They're just, we just want to make sure you guys have them and, and enjoy them. And I was just like, cool. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I could definitely say to folks out there, these are absolutely worth the investment because, uh, I've had Rock'em socks before and they are like premium quality socks. Like they're about, I want to say, well, gosh, let's look at a pair. How much does a pair? Yeah, how much does a sock? Rock'em socks cost? They have twenty. They have a money. sale right now on their website. If you put the the code school in on their site, you get twenty five percent off. We need we need to get one for ourselves, and then we can be like be like Rock'em socks. We we sent people using this code, and look using, how many- oh yeah, use this code. Use this yeah. code school for twenty five percent off. No one else yeah. has that code anyway. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we should buy one for ourselves. Oh, dang it. Okay. Well, that's uh, a pair of socks costs $20, nineteen ninety nine at Rock'em Socks. Now, before you go, oh, my gosh, these are really good socks. I've had a pair uh, which were Bad Batch socks. They were bad. Um, bad they batch. Were not bad. bad. They were not a bad batch at all. 
they were an amazing batch. And because I have kind of the kind of feet that run that literally just I wear a pair of socks for just a a couple weeks and they have holes in the bo- the bottom of them. I don't know how it happens. It's just my big clomping feet just they rip through socks like nobody's business. But Rockham socks, I were I wore those uh, Bad Batch socks at least once a week for like months before I wore those things out. I was incredibly impressed, not only because because they, they have a nice thickness to them, but they're also breathable. So they're it's 106 right now in Tucson, Arizona, but I could still comfortably wear these things and not worry about that. So I'm going to be wearing these at some conventions. Uh, if you happen to see me, uh, I can't. I don't think I can officially announce some of the ones I might be going to with Tom and Paul. But if you do see me there, I will be wearing some Rock'em socks with some shorts on to make sure that everyone can see them <laughs> on my <laughs> on my ankles. Because they look super, super cool. And uh can't thank you enough, Rock'em Socks. That's so cool. I think that they actually sent a uh, set to Tom Ruger as well. So oh, cool. Tom might be wearing his Rock'em Socks at a convention as well. So look look out for okay, the feet. socks. Are y'all at least coming to any conventions near me? We might. Oh, cool. Let's move on to t- today's episode. And we're going to start off first with our... February facts from February 17th. Nathan, what's our fun February facts about this episode or this time? Oh, all right. What's the theme uh, song? Oh, no. Uh, the theme song <laughs> here is this. It's a short theme song because I forgot the theme song lyrics, but now I remember them. Now the song goes a little longer. And now it goes and now it ends. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> That's the best kind of theme. That's the best kind of song is when the when the artist says, "I forgot lyrics to this song." <laughs> Perfect. Um, oh boy. Okay. So, uh, in honor of a character in Crumbly Moment who wanted to dance was not able to. Uh, in 1984, Kevin Bacon saves the town of Bo- Beaumont in the movie Footloose by Ooh. dancing when uh, Jump he wanted back. to. Yeah. Um, also in gaming news, cause there's gaming in this episode, uh, in the year 2000, uh, 007, everything or nothing was released in North America for the GameCube, which was an original, uh, 007 story. If you remember that one, it's, he goes no. to Russia, it's Pierce Brosnan, uh, voices the character and everything. I, I was mean, like, I might've. I might have played it. There I wasn't there a couple it. that they released that were kind of just completely original. They were Maybe, just kind I don't of. Know. I remember that was I one remember that was playing. Like... I remember playing one of those. Uh, I think it was one of those. It might have been that game, and I played mm-hmm. it with a, a group of friends, uh, and we were doing basically the four player thing where you follow your you know corner of the screen, mm-hmm. and um, I, this was on one of the first dates with my wife, and she was very disturbed that after I shot somebody. I looked down at their dead body and shot them in the head a couple more times. <laughs> well, it was fun. It's like, yeah, that's right. Listen, I have a dark sense of humor when I'm playing video games. I can't help it. Got a double tap. I, I have <laughs> a, a dark sense of humor, period. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, and then uh, in the year 2023, that was recently, um, 
Super Nintendo World open to the public in Universal Studios Hollywood, California. I believe uh, Kelly just went there. Oh my gosh. That's it. Yeah. We were just talking about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can hear more about that in the bonus audio. Oh my God. Oh, that's right. Hey. Ah. Um, and yeah, there's our you know, February 17th fun facts for the future. <laughs> there we are for the future. <laughs> I don't know. That's I can't wait to find out next week when we have fact, February seventeenth facts from the future. <laughs> oh gosh. Put that on your list. What's going to happen next February? Yeah. In sub February seventeenth, at some point in the future, that'll have to be the thing. All right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get straight to our discussion, and we're going to start off with the variable verse, which was mispronouncing Brisbaney. Mispronouncing Brisbaney. Which Brisbane. I guess. Is is just Brisbane? Is it just pronounced Brisbane or Brisbane? How, I think how it's was Brisbane. He, Brisbane, and he was just mispronouncing it because he said put an e at the end. Brisbane e? No, he just mispronounced it. I believe it's just pronounced Brisbane. Yeah, it's true. But I, I, I first of but, all, I had problems with this variable verse because I could not. <laughs> I could not. Uh, for the life of me, find out what he was saying because I think the Warners are speaking over the word mispronounce it or something. The something it's about so it. hard to understand. I had to yeah. do subtitles. Did you write? Okay, good. I'm glad it wasn't me because I was just heard Brisbaney. I was like, what did you just say at the beginning though? I had to Brisbaney. I was like, what? Ugh, that was the worst part of this, the variable verse, just mispronouncing the word mispronouncing. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I just looked up this. Similar to Melbourne, Brisbane often is pronounced as it's spelled. Brisbane. So is it Brisbane? The it's Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the trend is to I knew extra vowels. Yeah, I know it's Mel Melbourne. Melbourne. Basically, because somebody at Star Wars Celebration corrected my pronunciation. I was like, I had no idea. I'd go around saying Melbourne all the time. And it's like, See? nope. Melbourne. There you go, Brisbane. So, so this is here. I'll I'll get this is from the pronunciation people. Let's here. I'll show. Let me share the sound and the clip yeah. here, just so we can all learn together how Brisbane. to how to pronounce. Dot com. Yes, yes, yes. Dot com. Here we go. Brisbane. But but that's what we said. What? No, I went to the Wikipedia. Brisbane. They said they said Brisbane. Yeah. Brisbane. No, you're wrong. Yeah. Try it again. Um, Brisbane. Nope, you're still no. wrong. Yeah. Um, the Wikipedia is Brisbane. It Brisbane. So that's probably yeah. right. I don't know. Do I'm we sorry. have the correct pronunciation of no. your name? <laughs> you're worse than Yakko. <laughs> well, Yakko they didn't knows. know what they were talking about. This, so there you go. Even those pronunciation things. Yeah, I've read it about itself right there. And the wiki was like Brisbane. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, yeah. so don't listen to Yakko and don't listen to uh, random whatever YouTube. this pronounced names uh, on dot com on YouTube. Like they're both wrong. All right. Well, now that we got that all cleared up, let's go to our segments. And there's one segment here that's split into two parts, but we're going to talk about it all in one, and that is Warner Games. And Warner Games was written by Timothy Nash and Lucas Crandles, and it was directed by Katie Rice. 
Nathan, can you tell us what happens here in Warner Games? Oh, hey, well, uh, Yakko and Dot are sitting on the couch next to Wacko, who is uh, frozen or something. He can't move. He can't talk. Uh, he's just staring, and um, they figure he's he, the animators must have run out of money, so now they're just going to be animating the two of them. But then Wacko pops uh, out of it, and he explains that he's playing the new game Brawl and Bash Siblings. Um, which is very similar to uh, Smash Brothers, I guess I'll just say. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, what? Uh, so uh, Yakko and Dot, you know, they're like, oh, we wouldn't like playing that game, though, because we're boomers or we're girl, you know, uh, you know, respectively. And uh, <laughs> please, I'm technically a boomer. I'm immune to technology because I harbor an irrational fear of it. And I- Girl, everybody knows that video games have no effect on. Girls. Uh, but then they start playing and then they don't stop for six months. Um, and then when they do uh, get out of it, uh, Wack is like, you want to play another round? And they're like, yeah. So, um, but Yakka wants to be first player this time. So they start fighting over the controller and then they, um, pushing a bunch of buttons and then an easter egg happens where they are sucked into the computer or like tron like or something or war game i, I don't know if that happens in war games uh <laughs> but they are well, now it, it doesn't happen in the last starfighter either there's an actual yeah, guy yeah. the music man comes down and picks him up that's what happens that's right so they <laughs> they are now sucked into the tv and they are now playable characters and they're all 3d like and it's pretty cool because look, there's new animation. They have like new fighting moves. Each of them have fighting moves. Uh, but then they meet all the characters from Brawl and Bash siblings, and they're very mad at the Warners because they've been playing nonstop for the last six months and they're all beat up. And they just want them to stop playing Brawl and Bash siblings or whatever it's called. Um, and that's when Ralph comes in and. They're like, oh, no, there's not, he doesn't come into the game. He comes into the room. He starts playing the video game and he picks the Warners to fight as and he doesn't know how to play the game. So the Warners are constantly losing every time they do a battle because they can't move themselves. And Ralph is just uh, crashing them. Ralphie, baby, is there anyone a bit sharper you can hand the controller to? Uh, Maybe our pet goldfish. Uh, you know, finally... Ralph takes a break because he has to go to the bathroom. Oh, no. That means we'll be stuck in here for hours, maybe days. My bathroom? Ralph must be stopped from using my fancy shell soaps. Then we take a bathroom break and we get to watch another segment if we want. But we'll talk about it later because then we'll just go to part <laughs> two. Uh, part two, uh, we cut back and the Warners are like, we got to get out of this game before we're um because it's you know we keep getting beat up and it's not very fun to get beat up a lot so um they find out that they have to get the golden key which is inside golden clones of themselves gold versions whenever a new character is imported into the game the ai creates a gold copy a faster stronger more powerful version of you Legend has it that if you beat your gold version in battle, you'll be rewarded with a magic key, which will teleport you back to the real world. 
But nobody has ever... Yeah, yeah, I'm away, jackass monkey man. Hey! Sorry, sweetie, but we're about ten steps ahead of you. This game world is all a little cliché. <laughs> so they go to the gold dome where the gold clones are, and... Each of them uh, do, does a one-on-one -on -one fight. So Yako fights himself, then Dot. Uh, Dot figures out that they're just copying their moves, but their moves are much more powerful. So you go like, oh no, whenever the, whatever move they do, they're going to do the same one, but it's going to be more powerful. And Dot and Yako are both knocked out. Wacko goes in, um, and instead of fighting his clone, he takes his mallet and smashes his stomach with it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tommy. I know you've done so much for me, but it was the only way. Wacko wins! And old Wacko does the same thing, owing himself, uh, as it would be, and so Wacko wins and gets the gold key, and he's out of the game, and Yakko and Dot are like, oh, that's all we had to do? So then they jump up, and it's going to be a a team battle, two on two, but um, as soon as they jump in, uh, someone starts playing with the controller, and they're like, um, "Is it is it Ralph back?" You know, it's actually Wacko and Ralph fighting over the controller. They manage to do a another Easter egg where it's all the characters are now fighting. Um, Yakko and Dot convince them to help them defeat the Gold Clones so that they may leave, and they promise not to play the game anymore please help us and why would we do that because you're player characters and that means you're heroes each and every one of you whether you're a girl a monkey or something else and you live to bash and you bash to live oh and also if you get us out of here we promise to never make you bash each other again so all the other characters help them by defeating the gold characters. Yakko and Dot are then able to escape. Um, and then when we go back into the real world, they're still playing the game. And you're like, hey, they said they weren't going to play the game anymore. But now they're just beating up Ralph because Ralph's now somehow inside the game. And there you go. That's... I know we said we wouldn't, but one more game. Oh, my special move is ready. Here's my That's what you get for using my soaps. Yeah, they sure didn't uh, take the moment to explain how Ralph got in the game. That would have been nice, huh? But uh, no, they never did. <laughs> how did they? I forget. There was a door. That's how they got. And how did that door come up again? Like, did they press? You know, there's a certain keys that you press and then you can go through the door. You know, it's fine. So maybe they did that again. Ralph will be Ralph. in there forever because he's never going to be able to beat his golden clone. Uh, oh, poor Ralph. He's yeah. gone forever. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. Uh, I'm glad you explained some of that again to me again, Nathan, because I was very confused why at the end, why they weren't hurting themselves like like uh, Wacko did. Um, but... I guess if Ralph had just put down the control, that yeah. was that was. I don't know why Wacko of... Wacko also might have been the one that picked it up. You don't know which one picked it up first because then they're just fighting over it. There's a lot of questionable things when it comes down to the mechanics of this world and how they do they control themselves or does the person 
with the remote control them. Well, like it's uh, like how would he be controlling all three of them too? Like you're yeah. one player and you're controlling all three characters at the same time. Doesn't make sense. It yeah it was. Well, anyway, let's talk about the references, and then we'll talk about what <laughs> we liked and we didn't like. Um, so there's a lot of stuff. Number one is the 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 title itself is a reference to the movie War Games, which is a '80s film starring Matthew Broderick, which I watched a little bit. I think as a kid, I don't know, Kelly. Do you watch any of War Games? I did. I don't remember much of it. Yeah, I just know that he was playing a video game, and then no, he wasn't. He like he hacks into like a military uh, yeah computer. i think so and almost yeah. starts a nuclear war or something or yes. i don't know something along those lines yeah they that was before firewalls apparently uh before yeah it was yeah it was before the harrison ford movie firewall yeah there you go so just <laughs> there we go these other movies didn't have firewalls. Um, the sound effects team did a really good job on this because they they had a lot of sound effects that sounded like The Legend of Zelda or like the Mario jumps and the coins and things like that, but just slightly different. Um, I also think, I, I believe the Bernsteins did the music on this. Um, I could only assume whoever was doing the music amazing job of like parodying the smash brothers music mm-hmm. it sounded, throughout it yeah yeah it was just like it was really like just just straight up uh like it if you weren't if i, I just like uh, the second or third time listening to or watching this episode i was just listening and i was just listening to the music and it was very impressive uh we have squid bobby pesto and Slappy and uh, Chicken Boo make a quick little Easter egg appearance in the background as they're talking about Easter eggs. Uh, Yakko has two back-to-back references to the Terminator. Uh, they mention Ted Lasso, which kind of shows you like, hey, okay, so this this when this episode was being written, Ted Lasso was being uh, must have been like in its first or second season, I'm assuming. Uh, of course, Ted Lasso just finished up its series. I, I I don't know if you two have watched it. I've enjoyed all the ser- all the seasons of it. Nathan, I've heard it's good. Yeah, I've but heard I haven't watched it. Yes, and I think wait, Kelly, you have Apple TV, don't you? Yes. And you have no excuse then. Nathan at least has I an know. excuse that he doesn't have Apple TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, it's it's definitely worth the watch. It's it's a it's a nice show, and it's you know yeah, but. I mean, the majority of these references, they're all video game stuff. You know, it's uh, Super Smash Brothers. They have Mario and Luigi references. They have Jackass Monkey is Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Beast Wipe is Blanca from Street Fighter. Now, he's not in and Smash Brothers. Blanca. That's true. and so. I, But they do have some other Street Fighter characters, just not Blanca. Yeah, so Blanca, and he talks like the Incredible Hulk, which I don't think he talks in Street Fighter, right? He goes, okay. (laughs) I used to play as Blanca, as that was the only character I would play in uh, in Street Fighter, and because he was the easiest one for me to control, because I would just press down and jab repeatedly, so he would do the electric thing and just wait till the kid I was playing at the arcade would try to just jump on me or something and just get electrocuted each time. And so, yes, I was... I'm just going to do this. And if you get hit, it's your own fault. Exactly. Just try to hit him once and then just run out the time. (laughs) 
stay away from me. Yeah, I was super fun. great at super. At uh, yeah, it must have been so much fun to play. Uh, yeah, I was not a fan of Street Fighter games as a kid, especially because like you know we had you know I didn't have we didn't have it for our Super Nintendo or anything like that. So if you wanted to play Street Fighter, you actually had to pay money at the arcade. And I do remember after in middle school we would like we'd literally as soon as the bell rang run out of the school and try to be the first one to the grocery store so we could play street fighter or at least you know i would sit there and watch my friends play street fighter okay joey it's your turn to play okay blanca (laughs) anyway uh that was that was that was fun but yeah i there's there's references to like kind of like the green there's a green blob it's kind of like kirby or or jigglypuff you know there's these kinds of characters they have a pokemonish character in it um there's a reference to crash bandicoot because uh jess harnell does both both voices and i think they even play the kind of like the music of crash bandicoot kind of sound like in the background too which was neat oh all i got is a lame spin like that orange marsupial guy i guess i do kind of sound like him uh, instead of a master hand in Smash Brothers, they have this foot that comes down to select the people. And I, ironically, this was the first time I realized, oh, that's right. The hand that you fight in Smash Brothers is the same hand that selects the characters. Oh, you didn't I realize know, that? I didn't ever got that connection. I was just like, <laughs> when I was playing Smash, whenever I played Smash Brothers, I'm like, I point at this one. I don't realize. Oh, that, that's the hand that you fight. It's the master it's, hand. Don't I never realized. And then there's crazy hand is the other hand. Oh, that crazy hand. That's crazy. And so I think your left hand is crazy. Oh. And then well, master hand for all over. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's. I, I gosh, I really don't know. Other than that kind of stuff. Um, I don't really know what else to say about it. What were some things that you guys liked or whatever? Kelly, I'm going to start with you. If you could give me something you liked about this first cartoon. I, piece. I liked the the animation in the video game, the CGI or 3D animation. Um, I thought it looked really cool. Um, and... And the action of the animation was was cool. It was like kind of fast paced, and it really gave that video game vibe. And um, I like the Tetris blocks on the wall. I didn't even see the Tetris blocks on the wall. I mean, I, that's what they look like to me. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's a, the reference to them. I'm sure. I mean, I, but I'm also one of those people that like plays Tetris in her sleep. Uh, I mean that's that was my gateway drug to puzzle game or not puzzle games um yeah. match well I guess puzzle games yeah match puzzle games I still want to watch that Tetris movie that's on Apple Plus I yeah think. I haven't I, I haven't that, seen I heard that was good uh, except I just have not seen it uh, Nathan what's something you liked about this um oh boy I was just like I think the Tetris I assume those are like platforms for them to jump on I don't know I'm trying to think what they were. The Petrus pieces in the back. I'm guessing that's what they were. Um, okay. okay, I liked when Squid and Bobby and Pesto were there, and Slappy Squirrel and Chicken Boo showed up. Their cameos, yeah. it was along fun. with their themes. Yeah, the I music. liked hearing their theme songs. Like, okay, cool, that's good. Um, the, <laughs> the Terminator reference was fine. Like the uh, 
the first the, time. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I apparently says that I only heard it once and it's like, I, you know, well, what it, was you the fact, it was the fact that it's, it's like the first time it happened, I was like, oh, that's, that's mildly amusing. I'm going to say the same thing I said after every Terminator sequel since T2. That was awful. But then mm-hmm. when Yakko says, and also the Terminator again, it's like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. On. It's already like, yeah, exactly. You, you like the it. first time. Ugh. I am completely exhausted. Again, just like the Terminator franchise. <laughs> and then the second time, I just walked out. Um, it did remind me of Smash Brothers a lot. So I don't know. There was um, apparently Gabe Soir. He didn't like direct or write. Like, I don't know what. He's like a, a producer or something, right? Gabe Soir? Yes. So he, yes. He, he said, like, he's a big fan on Twitter, he's like, I'm a big fan of Smash Brothers. And we want to do a lot of. So he was what he's like. I want to get the sound effects as close as possible to the original, without getting sued and things like. That. Yep. But he was the one that's uh was really pushing for that. And then he was also wanted to make the 3D a surprise. That's why it wasn't in like the trailer or anything like. Oh. Like the okay. 3D animation. But then if you look on Hulu, it's like that's the thumbnail is them in 3D. So, um, <laughs> but he's like, man, we took so much. Uh, we took a lot of uh, work to not show that, you know. And it's just like, well, but at that point, it's like, don't you? But you want to have people watch the episode the series, though, right? Uh, look, it, you know, and I, I, I love that that look too. I thought it was really neat. I, I'm glad, however, that the Warners were not at least like this computer generated in this reboot because mm-hmm. as neat as they look. It misses a lot of that um, energy. They're so yeah. uniform that it's that um, as cool as it looks, it ends up becoming kind of boring by the end of it. Is, yeah, that's even right. It is, well, it Be- feels like if you're playing a video game, you're like I'm fine with them looking like that in a video game, but like I wouldn't want the show to look like that. For yeah. Sure. Like, I did think of one more video game reference, which might be in our notes or the wiki, but I just uh, didn't know. But uh, when Dot does her little blowing a kiss move, that's mm-hmm. from the uh, Super Nintendo slash yeah. Genesis game, I believe. That is that in the was notes. Her, she, yeah, she did. She did do that. She did blow a kiss that turned into a heart. So um, there you go. I like that um, they mentioned they're copying the Marx Brothers, which is true. I I, I kind of had an issue with them saying, I know, I'm like, copying the Marx Brothers. I'm like, are you really copying? No, number one, the sure there are some things in the original series that were absolutely we yeah. are copying the Marx Brothers at this, like Yakko in um, uh, uh, Christmas plots going up the stairs with the dancing girls, and he is doing this little Groucho thing with his fingers, and a lot of things in King Yakko. It's a complete like one-to-one of this is a Marx Brothers film. But then, but for the most part, they're not, Yakko is not a, a copying Groucho for the most part. I mean, they have a similar kind of personality, but again, I'm talking more like in the original series. He was not a, Groucho, if you ever watch the Marx Brothers, folks, I don't think Groucho ever does puns. And Yakko does a couple in this, which are, so not great. I don't think they're worth mentioning. <laughs> but they're but that's not Groucho humor, you know? That's not it was and it's not punching down 
like he's doing in this one, as Wacko points yeah. out. Yeah, he mentions, and it really kind of it wasn't funny humor with uh, talking about like it's as bad as Wacko. That's as bad as Wacko. He smells and, as much as Wacko smells, and uh, yeah, yeah and, and it's like that's not that's not Mark's brother's humor. <laughs> it's it's. Certainly, if if Groucho said something about uh, Harpo or Chico's appearance or smell, he would say it in such a way that the audience gets what the reference is, but it goes over the head of the person he's making fun of. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, the person doesn't get offended and go, why, I never. They just go, what? Okay. But the audience laughs like we're in on the joke with Groucho. Yeah. That is not what this. Yeah. That's not what the reboot Warners are. They are not copying the Warner, the Marx Brothers. I wish they were. <laughs> I wish they were a little bit more. I probably would like the humor. Um, that being said, as cool as this looks, I'm just going to come out and say I did not find this first segment, uh, both you know, split into two, that funny. I thought it was kind of neat to look at, and but it was not a comedic episode. It was more like we're stuck. Let's get out. How do we get out? Let's team up. And the lesson that you're learning isn't necessarily even a, I don't know. The, the, the plot structure itself was not. What about Donkey Kong's name? It's. Yeah, they sure did say Jackass Monkey a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you, did you see who voiced Maria and Luisa? The parodies of Mario and Luigi? I I did not. It was Amy Santiago. That's her character on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, Melissa Fumero. Fum- Fumero. She like, does. Okay. Yeah, she. Oh, yeah. I've seen. I'm seeing her picture now. Yeah, yeah. I, I barely Amy watched Santiago. any Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, okay. I I I love uh, Andy um, Sandberg. Sandberg a lot. I love Lonely Island and all the movies that they've made and everything like that. But, but you refuse Nine-Nine. to watch anything. Well, Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nine-Nine just, I don't know, it just doesn't work for me. And I don't know why that is. It's one of those things where I see all those people and, like, I like every single person that is on the screen right now, but I'm just not enjoying this show. <laughs> it's something about it. It's just not working for me. And I don't know what it is. You need to watch yeah. more episodes. <laughs> or should. less. Yeah, maybe. Eventually I was just like, okay, me, I've seen enough. Just point me towards the really good ones. Maybe I'll do, just do that. Um well, I don't know. What did you guys think about this uh, this first one? Good, bad? I, I thought the second part um, with all the fighting went on way too long because there mm-hmm. wasn't really any dialogue and there just wasn't... Um, it just kind of dragged. Yeah. I, um, I was watching this again. I, it, I don't suggest... This is me just being old and... And watching things late at night, I was falling asleep. The second part of this episode last night, uh, rewatching it, I was missing things. Because you're right, it was just like, I'm not hearing any dialogue. I'm just hearing, it's like I was watching a video game and uh, nothing, something, nothing really that funny. Just watching people trying to kick and not being able to kick each other. And it's like, oh, that's something. Nathan, what were you going to say? Yeah, um, you know, I don't know. I like that their losers are clapping for the winners that happens in the game and, <laughs> it does happen in the game but again that was like it's it like, just kind of made me want to play the game i was just like yeah i was like i don't know why am i watching this i could play smash brothers or something <laughs> like i don't know i have a gaming club at my school and uh 
in the morning before school starts, and we will play board games like One Night Ultimate Werewolf, or which, by the way, very fun game. Totally recommend that game for people wanting to, a quick game for people to play. But we also have a Nintendo Switch, and we have the Smash Brothers game, and boy, oh boy, do you, if you ever want to get a shot of caffeine in the morning, get eight middle school boys in the room playing Smash Brothers at 7.30 in the morning, you will be awake because that game gets crazy. But yeah, I do like Smash Brothers. But again, especially if you don't really know that game, I don't know if this cartoon yeah, is right? for you. Because it's not even... But even when you know the references, it's not funny. Yeah. You just go, oh, like in the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know that. That's in the game. But you don't laugh. You just go, oh, that's a reference to this. I get it. That Just saying, I get it. But I never... I mean, there was one part, I watched it with my wife, and there was one part that made her laugh, and that was the initial part where Dot was kicking the wrong direction and almost going off the cliff. And that was amusing. But then it happens a lot more, and again, it's just a lot of repetition. You say jackass monkey a lot. You say you do the Terminator 2 thing a bunch of times. You do puns, bad puns a few times. It could be cut a lot shorter. I I was also confused. It really did feel like it could be cut short. Narita, Narita, Narita. What is her name? Uh, Narita, Narita. <laughs> I was wondering why she was even looking for the Warner. Like, how dare they be missing for six months? Or what? Like, they're, why? They're in the war. Why? They're you in want the water them tower. to be in the water tower. Like, that's they're not you, bothering you. You want them to be there. This is great news for you. Like, they're locked up in an area that you no one will ever see them again. They're locked up in Tron Land. Yeah. No. So again, the motivations for a lot of these things is just kind of off. Like, I don't know. I, I As much as it looked pretty, but boy, oh boy, did I have some issues with the plot of that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get to, I'm not absolutely sure, but I'm wondering if this is our last Starbucks and Cindy. We only have a couple more episodes of the it's, show to it's watch. It's the last segment of theirs, but they will, they will appear again, I think. Okay, okay. So this is our last major Starbucks and Cindy segment, and it is called Scanning Notes. <laughs> it's called, what is it, bedtime or something? Yeah, bedtime. Bedtime was written by Jess Lacker or Latcher. And it was directed by Katie Rice and Kelly. Why don't you tell us what happens here in bedtime? Okay. It's a stormy night, and Cindy is going to bed, and she's uh, got Starbucks with her. And Cindy's scared of the lightning, and she holds on to Starbucks like he's a little stuffed animal or whatever. I'm not scared because actually I'm a monster, so I'm the one who's scary. He's trying to escape, and uh, Scout is trying to escape the hamster cage. And then Scout breaks the nightlights, and then Cindy gets even more scared, and she hides under her blanket. And um, then Scout grabs the remote for the the ship, but then Starbucks fights him. And then uh, they both fall into a toy box, and meanwhile, Cindy is singing a little song to herself. Monsters are creepy because they are. And then Starbucks wakes up in the toy box. And then he's uh, attacked by Scout. And 
they continue to fight. And then um, there's a little plush that has a light on it. And then uh, that's Sun Scout. And then uh, Starbucks starts turning on more of the, the toys that light up. And then Scout pulls out a time bomb. And Starbucks has got, got nowhere to go. But then Cindy saves him. And she grabs Starbucks out of the toy box. But uh, Scout is in the box. And there's still the activated time bomb. And that explodes. And Scout is destroyed. Then Cindy goes back to bed. And is telling him some story about monsters and their tails. Or not having tails. When I was born, I had a tail. But it came off. That's how you know if you're a real monster. Sorry, you're just a guy. Then Cindy starts kind of talking herself into how cool a night is. Like, it's not as bad. The stars are pretty. And she's getting kind of like waxing poetic, I guess, about <laughs> the nighttime. And um, Starbucks is is kind of kind of uh, touched by it, I guess. And um, I guess he thinks it's kind of sweet. And then um, he, he falls asleep. And then meanwhile, in space, the leader realizes the scout's been eliminated and opens a door in the spaceship. And then there's lots of scout clones. And one of them awakens and laughs menacingly. And then that's kind of how the episode ends. The end. Very sweet ending, though, before the clones and everything with, I love you. And then you kind of get the idea Starbucks is like happy in his position and maybe he doesn't yeah. want to blow up the earth anymore, you know? Um, so there you go. There, uh, references, I don't know. There was a lot of toys <laughs> they were grabbing. He almost impaled uh, uh, Starbucks. A scout almost impaled uh, Starbucks with a Barbie leg and Barbie's in films right now. It's Barbie's true. in movie theaters, I they, should say. They must have known. <laughs> they must have known. That when um, we reviewed the episode, the episode. <laughs> there's a there's a symbol clanging monkey that is uh, in a lot of horror films and and Toy Story, uh, to- yeah, in Toy Story. And I think he's in, in the Toy Story three. One of my favorite mystery science theater films of Merlin's magical mystical wonder. I forget what it's called, but there's a monkey in that in one of the segments in that, and it's a very funny uh, mystery science theater thing. Um, and oh yeah there's lots of glowing toys one of them kind of looks like simon which i used mm-hmm. to have a simon toy growing up i love simon but Apparently. i kind of wish they had a glow worm from the 80s ah. yeah. oh. should have had glow worm my cousin had a glow worm that she's up with yeah but no glow worm um yeah what did you guys think about this uh, starbucks and cindy one nathan start with you um, i guess scout needs his sunglasses not just to look cool, but because his eyes don't like light, I guess. Is, oh, that makes is sense. Thing or something. No. That makes sense. Okay. I was yeah. wondering why he didn't well, like the light his, so much. His, his sunglasses fell out and then, and then. Oh, yeah, that's I right. Can, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, I kind of, so that's how you beat this is another one where I'm kind of tuning out. This is the thing where I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in what Cindy has to say. Mm-hmm. Then and it was, th- it felt like was it was easier to hear her now than it was like, but in the, now it's like all, Here's the thing with these yeah. later sin- Starbucks and Cindy's is that it's not it's it's not as cute what to say yeah exactly yeah. 
Well, it's because it's, it's like it's, now it's it's kind of plot. Now it's kind of has to do with right. the plot a little bit more. Now before it's like, oh, it doesn't have to do with the plot, so we don't really care what you're saying. So, but it's like, no, that's the whole point. Like we want to hear everything she's saying and have this stuff in the background. But instead, they're like, let's put lots of noises and cover up what she's saying. Like I was like, ah, oh, no, like no, the stream of consciousness was a lot better because it yeah. was just funny. Yeah. That was kind of like, well, but I don't know. No, she's older now. Like you can't have that same stream of content. Like that's true. Can, Just as you grow up, you don't have that. Yeah, that doesn't naturally. You kind of, but yeah, your brain. But even like that part where she starts to sing, you know what I mean? And then the mm-hmm. song is kind of like cut short. She just kind of looks like possessed for a second, and I'm like, oh, this is what's going to go on with this song? And no, it's just monsters are creepy. It. Monsters are creepy, and. That was it. I was like, oh, I'm really missing that. Uh, and and in this whole thing of serialization that they did in Starbucks and Cindy is something that I don't really care too much about. You know what I mean? Like, you could have, like, the, the thing I kept thinking about with the original series is Mindy and Buttons. It's a very similar structure. You have, a, you have this animal and a kid, but they're not connected in any way, you know, like Mm -hmm. they're in a different situation each time. And yes, this is unique where it's like, yeah, you have an alien and the alien wants to press the button. You can't be like, and now they're aliens in France. And now, you know what I mean? Like it's the final, it can't be exactly like Mindy and Buttons, but the final Mindy and Buttons chronologically Buttons does quit. So it's true in space, right? Yeah. That was in the future. That was well in the future. (laughs) So chronologically, that would happen the last. <laughs> the first one was the prehistoric one. Yes. So they are, true. they must match some, <laughs> some in chronological order. Um, yeah. Anyway, but it, it it just doesn't necessarily work for, for me personally. I, I wish there was, I mean, some can be serialized, sure. But I don't know. It's. The main thing I'm missing overall, just like we said, the stream of consciousness stuff, that's what I want to have. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I guess let's move on to a last little segment here. Uh, this one's a short one and a sweet one, too, which is something different for the reboot. Uh, it's called Crumbly's Moment. Crumbly's Moment was a story that was uh, uh, written in... Directed by Katie Rice, the teleplay is by James Butler, and it's in memory of Paul Coker, who Paul Coker was uh, an illustrator. Uh, he did stuff on like um, Mad Magazine, which is funny because I was looking at this cartoon, going, "This, this, the style of this looks very like almost like those Mad Magazine um, characters." And sure enough, that's what Paul Coker worked on. So, yeah, they're totally doing kind of like a Paul Coker uh, uh, cartoon uh, brought to life. But uh, Paul Coker also worked on Rankin Bass uh, character ah, design. Rudolph. Yeah. Not, now, he didn't do Rudolph, but he did work on Frosty the Snowman and what's some other things here? He did... Uh, Frosty Snowman, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Here comes Peter Cottontail. Uh, you know. Well, when I hear Rankin Bass, I hear Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> so he, hey, he worked with Rudolph uh, on the sequels. So They're all shiny New Year. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something. 
But uh, yeah, that's that's Paul Coker. Anyway, this uh, this segment right here is kind of a it's a mascot who you know they show his day to day life and it involves him getting beat up in one way or another. He's he's not having a very fun life. Uh, he he gets trash thrown at him as he dances. Uh, he goes home and soaks in a bubble bath and he kind of looks across the street out the window and he can see. These, this dance class in this building across. So he kind of gets into his own groove and has a leotard on and he's jumping around in his mascot uniform. This guy is so into character. He never takes, he'll take off the body, but he never takes off that mask. It's dedication. Uh, he, you know, finishes his dance and there's a knock at the door and it's the dance instructor from next door who just has her hand out and then it closes with, him uh, doing ballet uh, in the dance class all together with the other ballerinas uh, the end. Uh, so yeah, Crumbly is kind of a Philly fanatic. I think he's a mixture between Philly fanatic and gritty. If I were to pick the two, we were, we were having a discussion before we were mm-hmm. recording about all the different mascots he could be, but he's, he's a mascot. What can I say about it? But there's not much else to say about references for that. What did you guys think about this uh, final segment? Kelly, let's uh, start with you. Um, it it was definitely different in tone. That's true. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Did you like this different in tone uh, segment? Yeah, I thought I thought. Uh, it was going to end like the grass one or something where like subverting <laughs> our expectations, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, no, it was, it was sweet. Like, and it was short, which I liked. That. Yeah, you know, exactly. perfect length for the cartoon. I a hundred percent agree with that. Lengthwise, is that this is, and it was, it was nice to see something where it's like there's not like a sarcastic twist at the end. You yeah. know, it's just a genuine like, and it was a salute to um, Paul Coker, as I was saying. So, yeah, don't don't make it. Uh, don't make it, uh, in, you know, it was, it was a genuine salute as well. And it was kind of a fun animation, different, you know, it was like, it was, yeah, yeah, you know, um, I, yeah, I have no issues with it. Like, it wasn't okay. like well, funny necessarily, but like, yeah, it was that's like, true. It was definitely like, nothing. I, it was about to have as many jokes as the Warner gamers, you know, and it was, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and it was a lot shorter. So, <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of the Animaniacs reboot? Nathan, I'm going to start with you. Um. Okay. Uh. I I'm going to give it two and a half. I mean, it wasn't like funny, but I can at least. Uh, it's mostly just be like it's different. It's and uh, and I did play Smash Brothers, but again, yeah, I was just like I'd rather play Smash Brothers than watch that episode. <laughs> I haven't played Smash Brothers in years, <laughs> so oh no, I know exactly. So I I'm remember like, we were going to Fan X. You were playing Smash Brothers in the plane. That might have oh, been the last true. time. That was probably the last time I played. I don't know. <laughs> Kelly, what about you? Uh, I'll go with three. It was um, it was fine. I, I like the cool animation and the the Warner or War, Warner games. 
segments. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't find any of the segments particularly funny, but uh, the whole thing was just a little different from the norm because they didn't have a pinky in the brain, and um, it it was decent. Okay. Uh, all right. This is why I'm glad I go last because I, I sometimes get bumped to help bump up my grade a little bit. Um, I did not find this episode funny. Um, I don't, I can't really think of triple agreements. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a triple agreement. I was going to give this two, but I'm going to say two and a half because yeah, visually it was something very different. You had, you had cameos in it. I appreciated that. Um, but boy, oh boy, I really wish this episode was funny. And it just wasn't. It just was not funny. It was visually neat to see. And it was nice to see it, like Kelly mentioned, not in that same repetitive format of the Warners and Pinky and the Brain. The Warners and Pinky and the Brain. Or mostly Pinky and the Brain, but let's put in this quick little Warners thing in it just so we can say that they're in it. It. I'm glad they, they finally were able to break free of that format uh in many ways in this one but so that two and a half is all for style and you got not... <laughs> you had slappy in it so you know you gotta be happy. exactly so the guy sort of got sloppy <laughs> walking around in the background i don't know it's but it's all for style how it looked and how it sounded mm-hmm. music and sound effects wise humor wise nothing absolutely nothing <laughs> was funny in this episode so it is genuine is i'm like for and for that reason alone there you go two and a half out of five it made it halfway there (laughs) for me so there we go uh well before we get to contact information i'm gonna surprise you two with just a few quick questions here because we can't go without some water tower trivia because we didn't do it the other few times i know i was hoping you forgot exactly no we're gonna do this and we're just i'm just gonna randomly pick who goes first I'm going to say, Nathan, you go first. Okay? So okay. here we go. Best out of... You're both going to get five questions, but you have the chance to steal. And there will be a, a time limit set on these questions that will depend on how much I want to wait waiting for you to give an answer. So here mm-hmm. we go. So uh, this is a great question uh, for Nathan. I hope you get it. Who is Slappy's nephew? Skippy. That's right. He's behind you. What? Oh, he is. Yeah. (laughs) Skippy is behind me on my Zoom thing. Okay. Uh, What country comes after Finland, but before now in one piece, Kelly? What is Germany? That is is correct. Why are you laughing? Is it because I put it in the form of a question? Yes, yes. I'm laughing Sorry. because you, you put it in the form of a question. It just, it it's innate. Okay. It's in speaking me? Of, so yeah, speaking of Nate, let's go back to him. Uh, number three, in the first episode of Animaniacs, it has a calypso. Okay, what is it called? Okay, wait, repeat the question. Okay, the first episode of Animaniacs. Okay. Premiere episode. It has a calypso song. Okay. Calypso song originally written by Harry Belafonte, and they almost didn't get the rights to it. And Nathan, what's the title of the Calypso song that they're singing? Um, is it uh, Monkey? Uh, I'm Monkey Song. Oh, that's right! It's right <laughs> at the buzzer. 
<laughs> he was about to say a bunch of different things. We'll we'll accept that it is the monkey song, but we'll accept monkey okay. song is uh, is the correct answer. Kelly was ready to steal. She was raising her hand. <laughs> okay. Number four, Animaniacs often parodies Disney movies. The Brain's Apprentice spoofs a scene from Fantasia. What's unusual about this cartoon compared to most of the other Animaniacs cartoons? I don't remember. Hmm. Okay, Nathan, what do you think? What would be unusual about The Brain's Apprentice compared to other Animaniacs cartoons? Um, there is no dialogue. That is exactly correct. That's oh, yes. Author, but it I contains no dialogue. All right. Nathan is in the lead, I think. Yeah, yes. I think so. So here we go. Number five for Nathan. Wacko writes his own song in Wacko's blank note song. What number goes in the blank? Um, oh, is it uh, one note? One. One? That is incorrect. Kelly? Is it number? two? It is two. It's a squeezy and a pulley. Whatever he says. Uh, okay, what is the Warner Sisters' full name, Nathan? Um. Oh my gosh! I'll just let Kelly steal it. Are you? You're not even going to give it a try. Okay, Louisa, Louisa Francesca, Banana Fana Fofesca the third uh, is, dot. Wait, no, no that is yeah. close, but that is not okay. it. Okay, Kelly, this is a chance to get in the lead once again. This is this is great. We're going back and forth. Okay. Well, see, now he said that. And, okay. Um, Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like pr- Princess Louisa Francesca. I, th- I think he had it right. Princess Louisa Francesca Banana Banana Bobesca the third. Well, he did say Fesca instead of Besca. But unfortunately, oh. Kelly, you lo- you missed out on you started with Princess Louisa Francesca. You missed Angelina Contessa. Uh, ah. Angelina Contessa, Louisa Francesca, Banana Fana Bobesca, the third. That is a hard one. I like that one, though. That's good. I usually know it. It's hard when you say, yeah, that's one of those ones where you kind of have to be mentally prepared for it, and we were not. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Back to Nathan. Oh, no, I guess to Kelly, right? Yeah, to Kelly. Kelly. Mm. Well, good luck with this. Because it says, <laughs> what is, beep. W- w- beep, which is not the name of, the, this is kind of one of these questions, again, not, it should be multiple choice, but there's not, which is not the name of one of the good feathers, Kelly? <laughs> now you got to give me the answer that the person put down. No way. <laughs> uh, Bob. Oh, that was, that's. Well, Not it's Bobby, it. so yeah. That's true. That's uh, that's true. So Bob would technically be a name of the good feather. Okay, Nathan, give me a random name. Harry. You are actually very close because it's Harry. Ah, dang it! <laughs> Nathan was so close. I was almost going to give a, a, a clue and say it's one of a it's a prince, but let's go to Nathan. Which what kind of movie was shown in this cartoon, Nathan? <laughs> 
That's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of movie was shown in this cartoon? Um... I'm oh, sorry. Silent, silent movie. Silent movie. I was to say. No, that's wrong. Okay. Kelly. It. Is it a French film? It's dinosaur, of course. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Nine. I thought I was thinking it might be from Drive Insane. And, that's and true. No, I think he was talking it, about critical. I think he's talking about critical condition. Maybe there's a dinosaur on that. that that's know. the one where they're going Alouette. <laughs> that's true. Alouette. Um, whatever they say in French. I don't know. <laughs> Well, Kelly, what name does the Warner sister not like to be called? Call her Dottie and you die. That's right. Okay. I totally lost who's in front, but I don't know. Do you guys remember at this point? No, I don't remember. No. We'll have the announcer give out the winner at the end. He he hasn't done anything for a while. He's been, I'll have to pay him some money, but I'll let him say the winner. Okay. Number 10. Yeah, I'm glad you like to hear him. Okay, finally, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Dr. Scratch and Sniff asked Wacko what was on his mind. What does Wacko say not... What does Wacko not say is on his mind? So this is going to be what not the answer is, because this is dumb. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I'll say... Oh, my gosh. Uh... Says like hair hat and um, we'll say uh, is uh, I'll just I'll say hair. He says hair, but whatever hair. No, you're right. He does say hair, so that would yeah. not be one of the answers. I know, but like I'm like, what? Yeah, Kelly steal it. Kelly knows okay, what he Kelly. didn't say. Oh, I was gonna say hair, but um, hmm, hat. No, he does say his hat. He says hat oh. too. Hat. My skin, oh. <laughs> but he doesn't say his ears. Okay. Yeah, that one you could maybe figure out. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, after that exciting round of water tower trivia from this Animaniacs uh, book that you too can purchase at Amazon, uh, it's a wonderful uh, way to spend your money if you want to be frustrated. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Let's go to the announcer with today's winner. So I'm glad we've all figured that out. Thank you for the announcer for being the only one that was keeping track of the score. Let's get to let's get to some contact information. Nathan, where can people find you online? Um, Joey, I'm on Twitter, which is now X. It's so exciting. Everyone loves it, and it's gonna be around forever. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, what about you? X never ever marks the spot. Um, I guess I'm there also. Um, Yoda Princess Y O D A P R N C S S. Yep, we're on X, which sounds horrible because that means you're on a drug, doesn't it? 
Yeah, man, I'm on X. Woo! Um, but it is not ecstasy to be on Twitter or whatever it is these days. But I do, it's still on there. There's, hey, Twitter or whatever it's called right now, I think it's as good as the people that you follow and the things, the conversations that you have. So as long as you're just talking about fun things like Animaniacs, hey, it's not that bad of a place to be. Uh, but that being said, we're also on threads right now and Facebook and Instagram and other things as well. So check us out on whatever social media stuff you got. And of course, subscribe to us on whatever podcast player that you're listening to at this point to keep listening to other episodes of us. And I think that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Something incredible has happened. Someone on Reddit said they're actually enjoying the reboot. (laughs) 